When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. What is happening everyone, welcome back to the Copyright Podcast. And yeah, happy Crimbo, uh, not New Year yet, but have a happy New Year as well when it's coming. It uh, feels like we haven't done a pod for ages, but I think this time of the year just feels mad because every day just kind of blends into one. But yeah, it's Mick and it's Christian once again. Christian, how was your crimbo? Yeah, it was good. I had my family for a visit, so my mum and my brother and his girlfriend came for a visit, and I had my both daughters uh, home as well. Uh, obviously, Penny lives with her mum, so now we have every second Christmas and every second New Year's kind of plan, if you like. So yeah, it was really, really good to have them for a visit for a few days. But it's also nice now, now when they when they have left because now I can actually <laughs> relax. <laughs> so I'm quite I'm a little bit tired. How was your Grimbo? <laughs> yeah, good. I've only just I've only just got back from um a little trip uh down to the Midlands. So um yeah, just loads of bevies. I mean not as many as usual to be fair. I've I've been quite reserved, but um back on it again tomorrow i just feel like any every day is a possible day where you could just go out and get hammered like in this in this period <laughs> like they're all every day like you when we were just talking before we started recording you were like what wait there what day is it what date is it it's like you just, no no one knows what day it is in between these two you just kind of <laughs> is it monday is it tuesday oh fuck knows that no one's got any idea um but yeah we haven't we just we've done like a city uh preview um i've done that with owen from the cop on podcast but we haven't talked about that game so i just thought we'd start with that one uh the carabao cup defeat unfortunately to man city before we get on to the good stuff with villa uh yeah a 3-2 loss um i just thought we'd go through it really quickly like harlan puts them one nil up uh carvalho makes it one one mares two one salah two two and then ake gets the third for them and takes them through to the next round and knocks us out of um, the Carabao Cup. Unfortunately, just the way it went, I think. But I think as a now that we've got a bit of perspective after the Villa game, I suppose it was a good little platform for us to kind of go up against the best team in the world and the best manager in the world and, and kind of not have our strongest 11. We didn't have Alisson, we didn't have Trent, we didn't have Van Dijk. Uh, I'm still put on a decent enough performance. I thought he was very some very dodgy parts of it where our midfield was just getting overrun. Um, but I think I think at this stage of the season, I think last season we were going for everything and we had the we had luck with injuries, so it was sound. But I think this year, um yeah, I just think it's probably better for us to go out, better for us to go out that. I don't know if that's like a shit house way of thinking, because it's like, well, we should let's just go out of the cups because we want to focus on the league or whatever. But I just feel like the way our track record of injuries has gone this season and, and bedding new players in. I just feel like we can focus on the Premier League a little bit more now that we're we're out of that one and maybe put and maybe focus on the FA Cup as well a little bit because that's obviously a better trophy as well anyway, isn't it? 
Yeah, I agree with you because you obviously everyone wanted to go through and knock them out and, you know, possibly the poss- possibility to actually win the cup again. But if you have to choose one competition to actually go out from, you know, that's the Carabao Cup for me. Uh, I'd rather win the FA Cup and i obviously rather win the Premier League and the Champions League. But at this time uh, uh, in the season where we are at the moment, we will fight for a top four spot. And that's the most important thing at the moment. So if we go out from the Carabao Cup and that actually gives us a little bit more of a rest uh, up until February when they play the final or whatever it is, you know, that's not a bad thing in this moment because I think we just need to make sure that we are fully fit and uh, fight for the you know, spot, um, the top four places and also that we know that we've got the Champions League coming as well. So, uh, you know, it's always not nice to lose against City and it's not nice to see them knock us out of a competition. But, at the, you know, at this time, I just felt like I, I couldn't be bothered. I want to go through, but like I said, if I have to choose, that's the cup that I just, you know, throw away if I can. Yeah, I think because when we won it, Last year, I think in the circumstances that we won it and stuff on pens and um, and all and all that against against Chelsea, I think it felt better. But I think generally we've Klopp's never really focused on those type of trophies. So the fact that we did win one, so it just lessens it, and you kind of just think, well, fuck it now, it doesn't matter. We've won one um, recently last year, so. Um, but I, th- I think if if we were in a better space in terms of like the league and stuff and, and whatever else, we'd have maybe a bit more strength. Um, in certain areas, then we might have I might have felt a bit differently about that. But just the way we are at the moment, I just feel like it's probably the best thing for us um, in terms of less than that game time and stuff. And the, the final being in February, we wouldn't even have like maybe Jota or Diaz still wouldn't be fit. Um, I know we've, we're going to top out a certain left winger um, shortly <laughs> uh, <laughs> on another show. Um, but let's get, let's just get into the Villa game then because that was obviously yesterday and a and a. A very good win. Um, what did you make of like the, the starting lineup and stuff? Like, obviously, Allison, Trent, and Van Dijkel um, came back into the lineup. Um, yeah, Thiago, Fabinho, Henderson in midfield, Oxley Chamberlain on the left, Nunes and Salad up top. I think it was Ox's first start since like February, I think. I had the commentator saying so. Nice to see him back. I thought he done he done okay in parts. Like, but I think, I mean. I, in terms of the result as a whole, it, it was a it was a very important win, wasn't it? Yeah, and you mentioned Oxley Chamberlain there, and he did well against City. Uh, wasn't you know great, great, but still made uh, an impact and was good. And you know, I like to see hopefully his career, uh, you know, uh, starts all over again. Probably not for us, but for himself, you know, in another team uh, in the near future. That's my thoughts on it. But I think you know that. Klopp made him start against Aston Villa, says something about our injury situation, but also, you know, when loads of players just, you know, come back from the World Cup, uh, you don't want to risk, you know, people as well. And I think Carvalho, he scored against City, but he was tossed around a lot on the pitch. So obviously he's a young lad and he needs to grow up, you know, some muscles as well, you know, to, to just make sure that he can... Uh, be in the Premier League for all the, f- you know, the physical aspects of the game. Uh, so I think that probably was one point where Klopp actually started Oxlade instead of, say, Cavalio on the left-hand side. 
and you know it's it's nice to see him back as well i saw some comments on on twitter <laughs> you know people you know giving him shit uh, even before kickoff just that it, it's in the starting 11 and i don't i can't agree with that kind of uh, stuff at all because i think you know yes he's not good enough to play for liverpool anymore because he had these bad injuries and you know the time is um you know his time is kind of over on this level i would say because of the injuries and probably you know he won't develop anymore he came through really young from southampton to arsenal and all that like plays they they kind of stop being better at this kind of age that he's in now anyway um but i don't like that you don't support your own players starting like even if you don't agree with him being good enough for liverpool you shouldn't you know give him shit because of him starting because that's Klopp's decision anyway and it's better to just support the players who are actually going to be on the pitch and play yeah. so i was a little bit annoyed about that but yeah it you was nice to name, see him got to name names christian or <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I'm not that kind of person <laughs> to do that. So, uh, you know, but uh, there was not just one or two; it was several. And I just yeah, think yeah. It's, I just think it's a sad supporting behavior in my world. Like, I don't think I don't agree with, uh, you know, if someone says uh, Oxley is good enough for us because I don't think he is. I think he should move on. Yeah, but yeah. I I will still support him as long as he actually is a Liverpool player and as long as he will play. And when Klopp yeah. puts him on the pitch, I will trust in him to do the job. If he is not, if he's not not good enough, then Klopp will, you know, substitute him as he did because he wasn't that good. And you know, that's that is just what it is. But please, you support the player who plays because they they don't need the shit before kickoff. Like you can give them shit after if they were really bad in a you know in a proper way. Like say, yeah, you know, Oxley was not good. He should not play anymore. Blah blah. blah. That's fine. That's your um opinion but to give him shit just before like you know make make it sound like he's just the worst player ever it's just really really bad behavior in my world but uh, you know apart from that i thought the team was really good i was looking forward to fabinho coming back henderson coming back tiago in the midfield together and the defensive line you know we know what they can do and i thought you know when salah and nunez up front you know i thought that was a really good team that Klopp decided to play this game away against villa yeah, because I think I was quite worried to be honest. Because um, Villa have won won the previous previous two, uh, got a very good manager, uh, you know Emery, and tends to do quite well against Klopp as well. Um, away at Villa's never. I mean, I think Klopp said after the game like Villa away is never easy, and it's going to be difficult for a lot of teams to go there. And the fact that we had a few shaky moments, but we got over that. I think getting over the lines the main thing. I think when you're not playing well and you can still win. Uh, I think we did play. I mean, I'm saying we didn't play well, but I think we did play well. I just feel like we kind of took our foot off the gas in certain areas of the field and at certain times of the game where we needed to really amp it up and really get that other goal. Because, I mean, just in, in terms of the goals, we might as well start with the Salah goal because it was quite early on, uh, five minutes in. Um, I mean, it was an, just an absolute... When I watch it back, it's just an absolutely... I absolutely love this goal because it's, I think it's a corner. Uh, it comes out to Trent, the ball by Trent to um, to Robbo with the outside of his foot. Um, is just like, on oh, oh my god! It's 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 not even like it's not even a static ball. The ball slightly moving, so it's he's got to factor that in. He saw Robbo in the corner of his eye, outside the the foot, right into Robbo's path. Robbo's then had to play it across for Salah, and it's just. It's, I think it's, I'd say it's like a typical Liverpool goal, like just pure, incisive passing, um, and a and a great start to the game. Like a, a goal within five minutes is just like 
thank fuck, like we can we can <laughs> settle a little bit because we're 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 that type of team now. We we maybe take I think in the city game we took fifteen to twenty minutes to try and figure out what they were gonna do and kind of see how we can then react to that. But if we get an early goal, you put on like the cat amongst the pigeons and you can kind of play your own game a little bit. And I think that was like a perfect it was the perfect start for us to kind of build on that, weren't it? Yeah, it was a perfect start, and that you know, it was perfection from Trent to Robertson and to Mohamed Salah. It was just brilliant to watch back uh, his pass, and then obviously with Robertson's being the the defender uh, with the most assists in the Premier League history, it's nice as well. You know, uh, to just have someone having them stats is brilliant, and I think with you know Salah scoring again. Uh, you know, coming up to the same numbers as Kenny Daglish in the Liverpool shirt is brilliant. And you probably have the stats for how many games, you know, less than that he have played in comparison to Kenny Daglish. I'm not sure. You're the stat man. <laughs> I have. I've got them here. So now you mentioned this. So yeah, he's on. He's now joint, um, joint seventh with Kenny uh, on 172 goals. Um, Kenny done it in 515 games. Salah's done it in 277. So, yeah, it's just uh... it's ridiculous, isn't it? It really is. Like the fact that now, when you look at it, um, so he's he's now only 11 off Fowler's total and 14 off Gerrard. So, if he scores another, so 14 to go level. So if he scores another 15 this season, he goes into fifth in our all-time top goal scorer list. It's just it just blows me away when like if you you look at the the numbers it's crazy. Yeah, it is, uh, and like I said, that goal was amazing because obviously you see what Trent can do and what he offers. Uh, something that obviously Gareth Southgate can't see. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and and you know I think he will prove uh, that he's one of the if not the best uh, right back in the world uh, continuously and just will continue to be that you know in the top at least the top three for a long long time you know he will have his ups and downs but he's always up there um Robertson as well you know left back you can't find many better than and Robertson so we really you know we're really blessed to have them both but yeah that was a brilliant start with that goal and I thought like you said we we didn't play great great but we played well uh, and with that goal obviously it made us play in our game a little bit more like you mentioned as well but we gave Aston Villa uh, more opportunities and you know more chances than I thought we should because the defensive line was sometimes a little bit shaky. We gave them too much space. We gave them opportunities, but you know, thank God for Allison and sometimes thank God for offside as well. Obviously, we put him offside, and I know that's a stat as well that 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 doesn't count as a goal opportunity because it was offside. So it was you know uh, what do you call it like end of play or whatever. But it still gives you, you know, nightmares when you think about it because we're given too many chances and too many opportunities. And I want us to correct that going forward because it will not be easier against teams better than Aston Villa and, you know, teams that we will play that are competing with us for the top four, you know, spots. So, yeah, I hope we can correct that going forward. Yeah, because I think even... Um, just got the stats up there quick. Like, uh, Villa had six shots on target and three off target. We had nine on target and six off target. But I think, like I mentioned, the offside thing, it's 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 it becomes a bit of a psych- psychological thing as well because you're thinking, Yeah, oh, they've got through again. Oh, fucking hell, we got off with that one. You need to be more careful, but then you're getting more, I don't know, you're playing, you're being a bit more scared to play a, a certain pass or something, or you're 
I don't know, dropping slightly when you shouldn't, or you're going a bit too high when you shouldn't. It's just little things that can maybe play play on your mind. I think we saw that in the um, in the City game as well, where Haaland was through within like 40 seconds. He missed, obviously. Probably should have scored it, but I think Klopp referenced it after the City game, saying like that puts you on the back foot instantly because you're thinking, oh, fuck, like, there wasn't any VAR in the City game. So you're thinking, that goes in, and it's offside, and they get it. Then uh, it just kind of messes with the everything you've planned before the game. So, um, but yeah, the Salah goal was perfect start to the half, and then obviously Van Dijk gets the the goal on thirty seven minutes, which is like a perfect end to the first end to the first half as well. So we got yeah. one to, at the beginning, at, at the end we struck when at the best times really. Um, yeah, a Van Dijk a Van Dijk goal. He normally scores headers, but this one was a a left foot strike. Got a little deflection on the way, but. Uh, going into half-time, 2 nil up, I felt loads better. I think it was 1-0. You're always thinking they're going to score. Cause like you said, the chances that they were getting, they were obviously with the high line that we played, they were getting through Watkins is, is pretty quick, so you've got to be you've got to be on the ball to, to stop him. Um, and the balls into the box were pretty good as well. But um, yeah, Van Dijk scoring just kind of was, I, I was like, breathe, like, breathed a sigh of relief going into that <laughs> second half and I was like right at least if they score now then we can at least hold on or get another after that so it was it was nice wasn't it to have a little bit of a cushion yeah I really enjoy that goal because like you said we could just go in half time just feel like okay it's a two to lead and we can actually just relax a bit and you know have the uh, half-time team talk about just go out there and actually, you know, close the game and play our way because we don't need to stress. But <laughs> the second half, obviously, I felt that we were more nervy and uh, I would say there were loads of clearances from the defenders that we, the midfield didn't pick up, like the second balls and stuff. I was, you know, so pissed when I saw that happen all the time. I was like, just get in there, you know, get into space, get into the ball, get the second ball because they win it every time and they will take it down and they start playing just around our box, you know. So I was like, in the penalty box, I was like, you have to, you know, correct that straight away because I just felt like, yes, we're winning the headers uh, like with Van Dijk and Marty, but every time the ball came up, their midfield kind of won the ball every time and I felt we can't do that because they will score and they did. So, you know, I can't, I can't really remember their goal now. It's just probably d- doing something with the kids at the same time as they were watching the game because they were everywhere uh, running around. But uh, it <laughs> probably probably came from an opportunity where they won the second ball. It wouldn't, you know, surprise me. I haven't watched it watched it back because I haven't had a chance yet. <laughs> yeah, it was an um, it was a a ball in, and I can't remember. Who, I don't know if it was Matter, but it was kind of it was a, it was a good ball in. To be fair, uh, I think it might have been. Wendy, I can't remember. To be honest, I I've watched the goals back this morning, but that feels like a long time ago this morning. Like I said, the day is just merging into one. But yeah, yeah. it's like a good ball in, uh, and then Watkins like heads it back across from where he is into the into the corner. Oh Allison. yeah. Now when you say Allison can't really. Yeah. I mean, there's a few chances like Watkins had, and I think I think the, one of the commentators mentioned that was probably the most difficult one for him. To be fair, because yeah. But the 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 power that they got on it going back across goal was was good and um yeah that was just on the hour mark as well so they had half an hour then to kind of get back in it and I just thought with the way we've been playing and the way we've been playing in that game and in part with like letting them in and giving them good chances I thought oh, is it going to be another one of them games where they get it it's two two and we end up with a, a fucking draw and it's just especially after not... two 0 lead as well just exactly. It would have been a dagger, a fucking dagger to the heart if that would have happened. But yeah, a good goal. And then 
Um, I've like with the midfield and stuff. Like we've been, we've been rotating quite a lot. So obviously, like we said, Thiago, Fabinho, and Hendo started, and then just on well, I'll, yeah, a couple of minutes after the goal, um, we brought on Cater for Thiago and um, Harvey Elliott for Ox as well. Just to kind of, I think Klopp's just going right. Six, give us sixty minutes. Whoever starts, we'll bring you off, and then the people that come on for the last half hour, you just have to give it everything you've got. I just feel like that's the way we need to do it because I felt like in this game we were a lot more energetic. I think in the City game we saw signs of Fabinho being slightly better. He was putting his foot in, he was getting stuck in, and I think in in this game as well, I think you could see like he was actually like getting stuck into the ball. He was keeping it simple. Um, and it was small steps for certain players to maybe get back uh, to the best because I think Fabinho has been one of them that we've probably talked about loads. Like just saying, like how far how far that he's dropped from what he was to what he is now, and I think that's quite noticeable when he's been so good for us, and that he's at now at the stage where people are like questioning whether he's going to be like a long term player in there, and that's mad to say because he's like what is he twenty eight, twenty nine, so we still got. A lot of footy left in the legs, but I just feel like hopefully he can start to, I don't know, get back to his best. But I just feel like Klopp's kind of Fabinho stayed on the whole game. But I feel like if you just keep the energy at its highest around him, I feel like that makes it a lot easier for him, and then he can just play his natural game a little bit more and cover those passing lanes a bit better. Like taking Thiago and Henderson off. Um, Henderson came off for Bucetic as well, just on eighty. Um, when Trent came off for Gomez as well. And obviously that's before <laughs> Bichetic basically goes and gets the goal within two minutes of coming on, which was like, because when, how was you feeling when, obviously it was 2-1, um, Gomez comes on for Trent and Trent had been quite influential in terms of the passing uh, and Henderson came off for Bichetic. Was you feeling worried by them? Like we were, we were kind of, I, th- I suppose yeah. we were sh- not shutting up shop, but Gomez coming on adds more pace into the back line. And then um, Pachetic coming on. I thought that was a real, I don't know, like a real sign from Klopp that he really rates Pachetic because he's taken off his captain for this young kid. And then he goes on and fucking does a little touch and, and scores the, <laughs> the goal. And you're like, fucking hell, what, what an inspired sub. But was you worried before the when you saw those subs happening? Or was you just like, fuck it, let's see what happens? No, I was I was a little bit worried because obviously we, we know, even you know, we know that Hendo gives us energy, he's the captain, you know, sometimes you need the leaders on the pitch in these kind of games where you, like, like we were 2-1 up and we were giving them opportunities and it was a little bit shaky, you need them kind of players on the pitch. But, uh, so I was a little bit worried uh, also because of, you know, you put it on the youngsters and give them, you know the responsibility to keep to keep this two-one uh, going and you know win the game for us. So yeah, I felt like okay, let's see what happens here. But like you said, it didn't take long until he did his little magic touch in the box and just put it through the legs. And I can't remember who it was the defender, but anyway, great goal. Uh, and Nunez obviously made a great. Uh, run and a great touch, taking oh, that ball down it. and actually keep yeah. it on, you know, on the pitch because it was it was it was looking like it was gonna go out, um, but he kept it on the pitch and you know put it in and then obviously the the goal. Uh, 
uh, it was brilliant. And he's only 18 years old. Um, you know, when, like you said, Klopp probably rates him. And I think he's really good for being that young player in that position as well. So I'm looking forward to see him more uh, in a Liverpool shirt. So just happy that we got the, you know, youngsters like him and Doak and, you know, everyone else that we can actually bring on because there's loads of talent there. And the, the future looks bright if they can keep on developing it. I guess, and I, I'm sure they will under Klopp as well. So brilliant to have that third goal because that could, you know, calm it down a bit. And it was late in the game as well. So then I felt safe. So yeah, I'm just happy for him that he scored and and that we could win the game. And you know, Boxing Day win is always good. Yeah, I think we've got a pretty good record on Boxing Day as well. So added to that, uh, I think I saw like a stat on match of the day. It was like um, I think he's. Bacchetta, just like the second youngest Spaniard to score in the Premier League after Cesc Fabregas or something like that. Which is pretty, it's pretty good, isn't it? Um, and yeah, we haven't really, haven't really talked about Nunes because on um, in England and in, in the UK it was it was streamed on Amazon Prime and they gave Darwin Nunes the um, the man of the match and that caused a lot of controversy on Twitter. Um, <laughs> fucking hell! Like I'm saying that like like it's shocking. It's fucking that's just a normal thing. Uh, but <clears throat> there's a lot of people just going, "Well, he didn't, he didn't score." I mean, I, I think I think the Pachetta's goal's been given as an assist, but because obviously he kept it in, the keeper then touches it. I don't know if technically it's an assist or not. I, I, I mean, I, I'll be made up if it is. Uh, but like general play. Like they said, that that moment for the Pachetta's goal was amazing. The first touch and then to keep it in because of the raw speed uh, was a fucking amazing. But still, I still think the break came at a bad time for him because he scored two against Southampton. Looked really dangerous. I, I mean, I mean, I suppose like at Anfield as well when he's at home, he'll look a lot more comfortable as well because he'll he'll feel like a bit more at ease in front of goal. I think I think away from home it might it's always a bit more difficult. And hopefully I'll get to the point where it's he feels the same home or away. But I feel like it maybe came at a bad time and Uruguay not having a great World Cup. He's came back and he's been an absolute fucking like menace. Like he's caused all <laughs> kinds of chaos and carnage and we love it. But he's not been getting the goals and there's obviously the usual shit getting clipped, like all the misses yeah. on <clears throat> Twitter and stuff. But I just think if you can't see how good he is and how much he affects us in a positive way, then... I don't think footy's for you. I, I get people maybe thinking uh, he's he's good, but for the price tag, will he make it as like a like will he justify the fee, whatever it will be eventually? Like was it eighty eighty five million or whatever after all the add-ons and stuff? I get maybe people being worried about that. I'm going. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm on the fence because I've seen people like even like people are. Like I respect people's like their opinion, saying that they're not sure about whether he, um, he'll like hit the heights as of like say the, the players we've signed in the past, like the Salas and Mane's and um, and Jotas and Diazas and players like that that have came in and hit the ground like running and like right, really been amazing. But I just feel like all of the stuff's there for him to like start scoring loads more, isn't it? Like I, I just. I, I I suppose it's how you look at it. Like if you're a glass half full or a glass half empty, it depends. Like me and you are glass half full. Like we're like positive people. We're not going to be like, oh, he didn't score three today. He's fucking shit. Sell him. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Whereas people like just like you said, the people you mentioned before talking about Oxley Chamberlain, 
there's just people who constantly want to be negative because it's cool. It's like, oh yeah, he's fucking me shit. Like, just sell him. Let's get someone else in. Um, are we signing another player? Are we signing Gakpo because um, we're going to replace Nunes? I've saw so much shit because I've been like just sat on my phone, like just having yeah. the bevies and stuff. And he's like, what are you? What's going through your mind? Like, what are you on about? Like, fucking hell. And then Klopp come out after the Villa game, um, just saying like he's been. Obviously, they didn't get the goals and stuff in the last two games, but he's causing carnage in the right areas. And the touch for the goal for for the Bacetic goal was amazing. And it's like if Klopp saying that, then sounds like that's all we care about. If Klopp was worried about it, then whatever. But it's I mean, I've just been had a little rant there. So, lad, what have you what have you made of of Darwin Nunes? <laughs> no, that's fine. That, that's the thing. Like I. You know, I agree with you because obviously we can look at the Villa game. He had opportunities to score, he didn't, but he still caused problems for the for their defenders, and he was in the right areas. And he, like you said, uh, and I mentioned as well, he kept the ball in for uh, for, the, for the third goal as well. You know, to put it into the box. Uh, that's something, I guess. You know, with, with his speed and his touch, and actually make um, uh, make an opportunity for someone else. He had chances against, against Man City in the Carabao Cup as well. Uh, he had an assist for Salah. So, you know, he was in, in the right area, uh, assisting Salah for a goal, which also a, a striker can do. It's nothing wrong to actually assist someone else because they are, you know, three strikers, if you like, because we play with a front three. And he's in the right positions. He makes the run, you know, the right runs. It's a little bit of a self-confidence thing, like you mentioned as well. He scored against Southampton um, twice, and the break, you know, came for him. He went to the World Cup; it didn't go well for him. He comes back now. You can see that he's still, he's he's in form. He's as in um, being a player, but he's not in a goal-scoring form. But you know, I'm not worried because I see him in the right spaces, having four or five opportunities a game. And obviously, it's sad that he didn't score against Villa or Man City. But as long as he continue to actually be in the right positions and doing what he does now, I think you know when 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 he start just clicking, you know, hundred percent, he will score one or two each game when we play like this because he got he gets so many opportunities and his stats are really good as well because he hasn't played all the games and all that. So I agree with you with people who just you know think it's shit and you know why we paid so much money for him and if we bring in someone else then we should sell him. It's just Get off the drugs, kids. It's not good to do drugs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. because, because, you know, he is a brilliant football player and I like also the way he is, that he's a little bit, you know, raw, like we've talked about so many times and the, that he, you know, he, he's a player that, you know, Klopp will keep on, you know, forming into one of his players and I think Klopp loves him because he runs all the time. He's a little bit aggressive. He got the... Uh, opportunities he didn't score but you know when when like i said when that clicks uh it will be amazing so you know just keep on giving his time you know if you look at luis diaz he came in as well and everyone was like yeah he's been brilliant and yes he was uh but i think you know nunez has has been as good or even better in terms of scoring some goals and stuff so you can say you know them both are quite similar in a in a way they actually took on the first months in the liverpool shirt you know and you know if if Nunez wouldn't have scored at least one or not no assist or no uh, you know no impact on games at all yes then we could have been worried but that's not the case it's the opposite so just continue to play him he will score goals that will it will be fine and i love him because he's just a little mad uh, mad lad from uruguay <laughs> he's a mad bastard isn't he 
Uh, yeah, and I think was it? I think he's got nine goals, four assists, so thirteen goal contributions. And if you work out the like minutes played into 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 ninety minutes, then it works out as like twelve point four games. So it's like thirteen goal contributions in twelve point four games. So like he's got more goal contributions than he has games. It's like if that's not if that's not good, then I might as well we might as well just all pack up and go and fucking watch the snooker or dart. Or yeah, and especially when it's your first season for a team that are considered to be one of the best in the English league, and you're in a new country in a new league with new teammates, a new way of playing. You know, you have to settle in a new environment. You know, learn a language and all that. So, you know, we have had players in the past who come in that we believe were going to be good for us and score goals, but they haven't scored shit to be honest like nothing they've just been really really crap uh now we have a guy who comes in yes he he costs quite a lot of money but that's the way it is today unfortunately but he's a young lad as well and he proved himself in benfica playing the portuguese league he played the champions league and he's already proven himself in liverpool that he will continue to score for us so i'm not worried at all it's no it's no point you know to be someone on twitter who's saying that is shit, or we pay too much money, or we should sell him, or he will never become good, and blah, blah, blah. Just, you know, we can already see that he's good. Like you, like you said, he already had, what do you said, like 13? Um, yeah, 13, 13 goal contributions in. I think it's like 100, and, uh, sorry, 1,100 minutes. So it's like, it works out like 12.4 games yeah. if, you, if, you, if you divide it by 90. Yeah, and that's better than many other strikers that we have had in the past. You know, many, yeah. many of them. So, you know, if you if you if you can't see what he's doing well and that he actually is contributing to our game and what he does right, I agree with you, Mick. Then footy's not for you. You should probably go and do something else. I don't know, paint the wall or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't think social media helps. Like we we are, we I think we talk about Twitter at least once a show because yeah. we both love it and fucking hate it at the same time. I yes. just think like TikTok and like just people like making miss compilations and like United fans and City fans, Chelsea fans, Arsenal fans, whatever, just clipping together like the misses and then everyone's just seeing like the bad stuff. They're not seeing like creating chances, chasing after stuff, like lost causes, like creating stuff out of nothing and just being like a willing runner. Like he's always he's always sprinting. Like he's always wanting the ball in behind the sprint on sprint onto. And like as an outball like we've we really need that, especially this season when we're not at our like best. So yeah, it's fucking craziness. Yeah. And, and just lastly, like on on Doke because you mentioned them before as well. So Doke Doke came on for Nunes and um, just skinned Luca Luca Dean in the corner, like just sent him for a hot dog. <laughs> and I was just like, this is fucking amazing. And like we said with Bacetic being eighteen, Ben Doke's only seventeen, and. He only obviously it was his Premier League debut. He only got like probably four or five minutes or whatever. But I just absolutely fucking love him. He's boss, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's so only to Messi. I've already said that before. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to be serious, he's he looks. You know, I think he looks amazing. Only seventeen, quick, uh, good with the ball. Just takes defenders on. Uh, can go inside, outside. You know, his technical skills that he's got and. I think you know if he if he's already making an impact now and you know showing up that he can be a player to rely on you know coming on then you know he he won't take long until we start games as well so like I said uh, a future looks bright for Liverpool in terms of a lot of talents in loads of positions as well and uh, I can mention as well when we you know talked about Twitter that it's not only I wouldn't say idiots because that's a little bit but you know bad people on there with 
weird opinions is actually many good people as well and great people that we connect with so we should mention that as well so that that you know takes it balances up a bit then you know all the yeah okay let's let's call let's call them idiots because you know that's the thing like so we we also have loads of really great people on there that interacts with us a lot on twitter so thank you for that yeah i mean it's i'd like the proportions to be a bit higher in terms of nicer people and people that you can actually have a discussion with rather than just people going oh shit yes it's good oh yes it's good for two games blah blah fuck off um well yeah there's loads of people in there that are actually sound and you can go you could go for the pint with them and you'd have a like re like a reasoned discussion about the reds and you'd be able to have exactly. a chat and whatever so yeah yeah it's mental but um yeah boss 3-1 win um much needed especially because uh, Spurs drew as well to Brentford, which was a very surprising result. But it only makes we're currently only five points behind them with a the game in hand. So, I mean, in terms of like our season so far, like to be potentially only two points behind fourth. Um, obviously, we have to win. We have to win the game in hand. Uh, but I think that's a good, good. Um, place for us to be at this moment i suppose but like i mean we'd love to be near the top like when you look at the like table on arsenal and on 40 points currently like fucking seven points out of um newcastle in second that sounds mad to say in itself obviously city have got a game and um a game tomorrow against um leeds to go back to five points behind but it's just been a bit of a it's just been a fucking mad season hasn't it but like to be closer to the top four uh after what, 15 games, there's still, what, 20, 23 games left, so we're not even, we're close to half, halfway, but, um, I mean, if we have a very good, like, 2023, then we can we can definitely push up up the spaces, can't we, in the, in the league as well. Yeah, I think we're in a good position now, and especially starting off the restart of the Premier League uh, yesterday with a win, uh, to just, you know, get in... Like what do you call it? Like we in connection with the top uh, four uh, places. I think you know, I'm I'm not as worried anymore as I was before. Obviously, when I was over in Liverpool and we watched the Southampton game together and we won, I felt yeah, that's good. And we had the Tottenham game and then uh, the World Cup break, and now we won again. So you know, if you look at it at, the, uh, at that kind of with that kind of view and perspective, uh, I think you know where we are now at the moment. We're we're in a good position, and I think you know. I think when we summarize this season, I think we will have the Champions League football. To be honest, I think we would just do it because I think every player and club and everyone just knows that we will just go and give everything to get as high up in the table as we can to you know guarantee Champions League football for next season because it's vital for signing, it's vital for economy, it's vital for everyone really because we know it's important. But I think you know they they want to finish off the season in a really really. Uh, good way, uh, even if it's not even half yet. I think you know we will go and have a really good run now. That's just a feeling I have because it feels like we are a little bit like you said with Fabinho and other players. It feels like it's a little bit of better of a better rhythm, and we can just build on that now. And hopefully, we can go and take that on in the next game. So yeah, I'm I'm not worried. I'm I'm quite I'm quite keen to have the footy back. To be honest, yeah, I think we've all missed it, haven't we? And I think I think Robbo like mentioned in like the post match against Villa, like. They had like five weeks to work on stuff that they hadn't been quite getting right in the, the like the first part of the season, and I think we've seen we've seen signs in the right direction of that. Um, obviously, not beating City wasn't good, but there was good parts, and then 
yeah. Villa the same. There was good parts and bad parts, but the fact that we won, got those points, going to Villa's. Even like when you look back, like um, season we won the league, we only we only won there because we got two late goals at Robbo and Mane. It's always been a difficult place um, to go if you haven't got Robbie Fowler because he used to just score goals for fun against them. <laughs> Shout out to Robbie. We'll, do, we'll be doing a player profiles on Robbie soon. Um, but yeah, it's never an easy place to go. We've got Leicester coming up on uh, Friday at Anfield, which, like I said, with Nunes being back at home, um, you'd fancy him to score the couple in that game. Leicester obviously just got beat by uh, Newcastle 3-0. They're not in the greatest form. Um, we usually do well against them. So uh, we've got Brentford coming up uh, 2nd of January, we've got Brighton coming up, Chelsea. Yeah, the games come, like I said, because of the because of the World Cup, the games are going to be coming thick and fast. So I think if we're we if we get into the groove properly, and I think beating Villa is a great step in just being like, well, now we've got Leicester at home, we can just we can just dismantle them, hopefully, and then just kind of take it in our stride the rest of the game. So there's there's plenty coming forward. Um but yeah, I reckon we'll I reckon we'll leave it there, lads. But um, we've—I think I mentioned Cody. Did I mention Cody Gappo's name? I did, didn't I? Once or twice. Yeah, um, I, I think also before we. Sorry, Mika. Before we, know, um, um, well, end this show, I, I really want to say Merry Christmas, Everton, as well. <laughs> I nearly forgot, lad. Thanks very much for reminding me. Oh my God! I celebrated yeah. that goal like it was a Liverpool goal. Honestly, yeah, exactly. Amazing. Uh, I just thought, you know, this is never a Christmas without, obviously, we, us singing the cup by singing, you know, having fun. Uh, that's the thing, uh, and yeah, you can you can joke around, but to actually, you know, get beat at home against Wolves, which they are, you know, fighting with for relegations, yeah. you know, spots, uh, it's not a good sign for them. And you know, what if they actually get relegated now when they're going to have this new modern stadium down the docks? Yeah, well, we'll see. But uh, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm like half and half because I, I like the derbies against them. At the same time, I really would enjoy if they went down. So, it's it's a difficult one because it's a you know it's a good thing to have two teams in from one city in the Premier League and playing each other and all that kind of stuff for the city and blah blah. blah. But at the same time, it would be a little bit you know sitting back and laugh at them if they actually went down. So I just wanted to mention them and say Merry Christmas to all the Evertonians. Who probably not will listen to this, but you know it's good for all Liverpoolians to have a laugh. Yeah, I, I would personally, obviously, being living here and having like quite a few like Everton mates over the years, and like they've got they're they're getting fewer and fewer like replies to things. So like, like when they had a good team, or they beat us in the derby now and again, they'd have like, oh yeah. We beat you, oh, blah 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 blah. Like Andy Johnson game where Johnson scores twice and all that. Rainer has a fucking shit show. Like they've they've had like good moments against us over the years, but the, their replies are getting worse and worse. Like I remember, like one was like, um, "Well, at least we're one of the teams that has stayed in the Premier League that like since it was formed." I was like, "Yeah, but so have we." I was like, "And so have like a couple of other clubs." So just to take just that one lad from about twenty years ago, I'd like them to go down just so he can't say that anymore. Because he's obviously a fucking massive knobhead, so I'd love them just to go down. So they, then, if they come back up, then they're not, they haven't been in the Premier League the whole time. So fuck off. Uh, but yeah, ninety ninety fifth minute fucking winner at Goodison. Like, oh my god! I mean, imagine. I mean, I just imagine like if it was like one of us scoring that, I would have just went. I would have just took every bit of clothing off and just let like launch it into the crowd. Just fucking legs it everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Ain't Nori, what a guy! What a fucking guy! 
yeah, but just before we go, I just want to give a shout out to Jack Design as well. Uh, so if you head over to jackdesign.uk uh, forward slash shop, you can enter the code COP810 and get yourself 10% off. So if you're looking for a bargain between Christmas and New Year, or you've got like birthdays coming up in January or whatever, or whatever, you can get yourself like mugs, calendars, t shirts, jumpers, hoodies prints fucking everything you can think of and it's all designed by jack and uh he's a match going red so if you if you head over to jackdesign.uk forward slash shop you'll be helping him out and also helping us out if you enter the code cop 10 on checkout to get yourself 10 percent off um but yeah christian we'll leave it there we will be doing a show about uh cody gakpo um we know it's not confirmed yet, but PSV have put out like a tweet and stuff about it, so it looks like it's near enough there. So we're going to do a little show about what he might be able to bring to the Reds and his stats and stuff. Um, so it'll be the that'll be the one that's after this one. So if you're listening to this, then you want to go and have a little listen about our potential new Dutch winger. Then uh, yeah, head over to the, have a little listen to that one as well. But um, Christian, nice one for jumping on once again. Cheers, mate. Nice one. And um, yeah, do leave us if you're feeling Christmassy still. Then yeah, leave us a leave us a review on Spotify um, or Apple and a rating as well if you're feeling extra generous. Um, and yeah, if you, I think on if you go on Spotify, if you click on more, you can like then find all our socials, as well like email address and like Instagram, Twitter, um, and all that stuff. So if you want to go and if you wanted to get in, more interactive with us and maybe send us an email or a DM on Twitter or Instagram, whatever, just to let us know what you think, then that would be amazing if you wanted to go and follow us on those. And uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. Nice one, Christian. And we will see you all very soon. Nice one. Podcast Network.